Give it up and welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 1,548. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Hello, inspiring automotive enthusiasts, and welcome to Cars Yeah. I'm revved up and very excited to share with you today a very special guest, Bob Sellers, calling in from Massachusetts. Bob Sellers is the vice president and COO at Reliable Carriers, those big orange trucks you see at all the car shows across the country. Reliable is a proud member of the Federal Motor Carrier Safety Administration Licensing and Insurance Systems, where safety and care of your vehicles is their number one priority. Their fleet of over 403 trucks are piloted by a trained and talented team who take a personalized approach to caring for your special vehicles. Bob has been a part of the Reliable team for over 11 years, and he's worked in the automotive transportation business for over 25 years. I'll be back in a minute to talk with Bob, but first a word from our valued sponsors that make Cars Yeah! possible. We'll be right back. Do you know the best way to protect your special vehicle, both the inside and the outside, is with a car cover? I've been using Covercraft car covers since 1975. That's right, back when I was in high school. I've been around a long time. It's a fast, easy, and inexpensive way to keep your vehicle looking brand new. And they have manufactured premium quality exterior and interior covers here in the United States with a reputation for durability and design for a very long time. They're the world's largest manufacturer of custom pattern vehicle covers, and they're crafted to fit tens of thousands of patterns, and that's growing. You can choose from a dozen fabric options and accessories all designed and carefully sewn for your special vehicle. I protected my rides with their covers for over 40 years, and you know what? You should too. And I've got a deal for you. Right now, you can get 10% off your order using a special Cars Yeah code. The code is YEAH120. Use that code when you check out, and you get 10% off your order. What a deal. That's at Covercraft.com. Be sure to use the code YEAH120 at checkout for your 10% off. That's Covercraft.com. My favorite collector car magazine is Keith Martin's Sports Car Market. I've been a subscriber for decades. Sports Car Market is the Wall Street Journal for enthusiasts and collectors. It's your monthly must-read whether you dream of owning a collector car or if you have 200 in your garage. Sports Car Market has been around for 31 years and it's filled with valuable articles, intelligent write-ups, and the latest auction sales. Go to sportscarmarket.com and subscribe today. Plus, you'll get an exclusive SCM guide to restoration shops included for free. And I've got a couple very cool offers. One is if you go and subscribe to their digital subscription, you're going to get 50% off using the code CARSYEAH. That's right, 50% off their digital subscription. But wait, that's not all. If you go and subscribe and get their print magazine, and use the code BSH, you get $10 off. That's right, $10 off. Why BSH? Well, that's the Buy, Sell, Hold podcast that I do every Tuesday with Keith Martin. You'll find it here on the Cars Yeah! website or using your mobile device with any mobile device podcast app, or you can find it at sportscarmarket.com. That's Buy, Sell, Hold, the essence of collecting. 
Hey, Bob, are you uh, ready to go trucking here on Cars Yeah and buckled up and ready for a fun ride? I absolutely am, Mark. Great to speak with you today. Well, it's fun to have you here. I feel like I know you in the sense that uh, you and I have been to so many car events together, most assuredly, and I've seen your guys' big orange trucks everywhere I go. I always love at Car Week to see them all lined up there down the polo field with all those spectacular cars. I always used to take my son when he was little down there, and he always kind of wanted to look inside the trucks more than he wanted to look at the cars when he was little. And some of your drivers are always very kind to take him inside. I remember one guy and took him inside his cab and said, yeah, I live in the back here. And Blake thought that was the coolest thing. He he wanted us to go live in a truck too. So uh, <laughs> kind of a fun thing. Well, before I jump into the questions, Bob, what's one little thing that most people don't know about you? You know, uh, one thing that most people don't know about me is I'm an avid pinochle player. Pinochle. <laughs> That's kind of do, do that do that quietly on the side uh, when I'm not trying to play golf. But most of the time I'm I'm taking care of our customers in the trucks. No doubt. Pinochle. Now, that is a game I've never played. If you ask me what it was all about, I have no clue. What is it about Pinochle you like so much? Well, I think it's, 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 it's since you don't know, it'd be hard to explain. It's sort of like explaining what an orange tastes like. You know, okay. but Pinochle is a game where it's, uh, you know, there's a lot of strategy involved in, in counting the cards and knowing who's got what. You can start to figure out who what who has what in their hands. You try to play accordingly to, to get points. So, uh, I think I find that uh, that's the most intriguing part is to see how good I can figure out what everybody else has. Counting cards. Well, just don't take that habit to Las Vegas. You might get yourself in trouble uh, if you no. do that. But uh, good. It, it, I'm sure it's a good thing for mind-brain stimulus when you're having to memorize things and be thinking multiple levels. So very smart man that you are. Yeah, maybe not as much thought has to go into golf, but Maybe it does. I don't know. I I stopped playing golf when the windmill kept hitting my ball back every time. I just couldn't deal with that anymore. So that was the end of my golf career. That's my other passion is golf. But I, I have a job that doesn't allow me to play as much as I'd like, but that's okay. Yeah, yeah, I understand. You know, where I live is a golf course community, and during this uh, – pandemic shutdown the golf course is closed which means they open it up to pedestrian traffic because you don't want to be walking on a golf course when it's active or you might get popped in the head by a golf ball and i tell you my wife and i have really been enjoying those daily walks we've been stretching them out to about an hour walking the golf course it's absolutely beautiful so uh, there's a bright side to all this we're having to deal with let's start with a success quote or a mantra i have heard from so many people that recommended that i talk to you you are just the most upbeat optimistic optimistic guy. Everyone said, you got to get Bob on your show. He's so cool. So what's a success quote or a mantra that has great meaning for you? It's a nice way to get those inspirational tires spinning here on Cars. Yeah. So Bob, grab the wheel. Well, you know, uh, I'm a big fan of Vince Lombardi. Um, and I think he has a lot of lessons uh, from, that he transpired from football and that can be transpired into vis- business. And uh, my favorite one from, uh, he has one that said, what it takes to be number one. And uh, and there's a there's a line in there that he says Win- winning is not a sometime thing, it's an all the time thing. Um, and I think that's a great lesson for life and business is that you know you have to keep your eye on the ball constantly, you know, watch what what you're doing all the time, and have a real goal sticking out there that you're always going after. Now that changes from time to time depending on you know the spot you are in your life or where business is at the moment. But um, that's always inspired me, and, and you know, and I. I'm blessed uh, to have spent most of my life working for companies that have been number one at what they do. Um, and so I'm a big believer in, in you got to work hard to be number one, but that's the place I like to be is on top. 
How have you used that concept in the business that you're involved in today? And I'd love for you to to start by talking a lot more about reliable carriers. Now, any of us who've been to car shows have seen the big orange trucks. I mean, you guys seem to be everywhere. Every encounter I've had with your drivers, your your trucks, your people has been top notch. You guys are number one. Uh, so tell us a lot about how that quote integrates into reliable carriers and all the different services you provide, because there's a lot of things you guys do that I, I wasn't even aware that you do. Uh, well, Mark, well, again, getting back to, you know, winning is, is the ultimate uh, end game for us. So we, we want to win for our customers, win for our employees, win for our drivers. And so, you know, we, we're, as mentioned earlier, I mean, we're, we're the largest specialized auto carrier in North America. We operate over 400 trucks. Um, the real key to our success, to be perfectly honest with you, is, is our drivers, the quality of people that we have in the trucks. At the end of the day, I joke with people that, you know, I'm the promise maker and they're the promise keeper. And I also joke with them that I make a lot of promises. So they got, they got their hands full. <laughs> yeah. Um, but you know, you're right. I mean, we are the, the breadth of our business covers everything automotive. Um, what people probably don't know about us really is that, you know, the car shows you see us at lined up at Pebble Beach. I mean, you know, that's pretty impressive and pretty neat. Uh, the auctions that we cover were Barry Jackson's official carrier RM auctions and people like that. But. Believe it or not, 80% of our business is, is OEM driven. In other words, the big, the automakers, and we do business with literally, you name an automaker and we're doing business with them. But we do, you know, auto shows, ride and drives, photo shoots, product launches, training, anything that has to do with, with an automotive brand. Um, and it needs to be kept quiet or handled in a very delicate way. Um, that's when they turn to us. Uh, and again, that's where we have to win that business every day because we actually we have competitors, too. So we have to do it better, cleaner and quicker than anybody else. What tends to be and this is probably an obvious question, but maybe you'll stump me a little bit when it comes to transporting cars. What tends to be the number one concern that your customers always ask you about? Well, it's probably a couple things that would tie. Uh, first and foremost, obviously, they're concerned about the car being taken care of. You know, I mean, that's in many cases uh, one of the things that I think uh, because the people that that run our company and, and our owner in particular, Tom Abrams and myself, we've been doing this for a long time. Uh, we all have cars of our own. So I can assure you that when I put one of my cars, even on one of my own trailers, I worry a little bit about, am I going to get to the other end okay? Now, I worry a lot less if it's on a reliable truck, of course. But yeah, I nonetheless, so, yeah. I think that's <laughs> the, yeah, the number one concern is, is, is it going to be okay? Yeah. Um, and secondly is, is you know, usually it's, when am I, when's it going to get there? If you bought a car at an auction or you bought a car privately or you, whatever it is, you know, you want that car. You know, you've all excited about it and jazzed up and now it's actually going to come home. Those two things are probably first and foremost. Is it going to be well taken care of? And secondly, when, when am I going to get it? I would imagine logistics, and that is cars going here, there, where are all the trucks, making sure trucks aren't, you know, I think the term's right, deadheading back, empty to go pick other right. cars up, running all over. I mean, I can't imagine the logistics of this. It's a giant, giant challenge. And that leads me to my next question, which I think will segue into this challenge that you guys are faced with right now with what's going on in this pandemic and car shows and events and auctions being canceled and changed. And I, I can't even, I mean, the fact that you're talking to me today, thank you very much, because I've got to think that your life has really been turned upside down with what's going on here. So let's talk a little bit about challenge. Let's talk a little bit about failure. Let's talk about things that we learn from this so that we could come out positive on the other end. So take us on a little trip. Well, I think first, uh, to your point, uh, to uh, talk about earlier, what you asked about was logistics. I mean, it's a huge operational challenge. Uh, if you think about the fact that we've got about 
200,000 cars in motion most of the time. I've got a wonderful operations department that manages all that. We, of course, have a lot of computer help. But at the end of the day, it's really people managing managing the trucks, watching what's going on. You're right. Deadhead miles is not something we like to do. Because of the wide variety of business we have, though, between our auction business, our Concord business, our OEM business, we've got cars moving all over the place. So by the time a truck is headed for California, out of Detroit, for example, we already have a load on that truck assigned and ready to go coming back again. And then we watch those trucks. Every every truck is tracked by satellite, by the way. So we're watching. We can. If you came to our operations center, and we have five of them, by the way, you can look at a map and actually see the trucks, where they're moving. And there's a button on that that you can click on that tells you how many cars they have on. Wow. So an order could pop into our system and all of a sudden it matches up with that truck that only has five cars on. So we're able to fill that spot. That does a couple of things. One is it keeps our trucks running full all the time. More importantly, it allows us to take care of customers in a very timely fashion. But in terms of the challenges of what, you know, I don't think there's ever been any challenge like this one that I've no. encountered. I've, no. I've endured. Nobody I've thinks endured, it is. It's terrible. Yeah. 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 I mean, I've endured uh, a number of recessions, uh, the most recent one in 08 and 09, which was very challenging for our business. You know, I've endured 9-11, unfortunately. And, and so the disruption in our business then was, you know, I wouldn't say temporary, but this has been so difficult because, I mean, really, I'll, I'll give you a number that might stun you, but uh, of those 400 trucks we have, I'm currently only operating about 50 right now. Oh, my gosh. Um, yeah. So we're wow. still out there operating, but it's, you know, all the manufacturers have shut down. All of our foreign manufacturers have shut down. So, I mean, what we're working on right now is just so people buy, people are still buying and selling cars. Mm -hmm. So when you talk about the passion people have, you know, it's still out there. People are still doing that. And then we have the, the seasonal people, snowbirds moving back and forth between the locations. So, but, you know, the big challenge right now is to keep all our folks together, keep everybody uh, spirits up as best we can. I'm very proud of the fact that we have not laid off any of our employees. Bravo. We all have taken, we've taken some pay cuts and we're obviously doing everything we can to control our expenses. But, uh, our, our number one goal is to be ready when this thing breaks loose again and, and business. And I hate to say the term business returns to normal because I don't think that's really ever going to happen again. Mm -hmm. I think it's going to be different, but I do believe that it'll break loose again and we will have car shows again um, and we will have Concours events again. And, and those things are going to happen again. And so we want to be ready and, and ready to go. So, again, we're, we're trying to keep our whole team together. And every Friday, my staff, including our owner, we take a group of our we split our drivers and our employees up. And there's about a, mm, 10 of us, perhaps, I think it is, that mm -hmm. we call everybody every Friday. We've talked to every employee, every driver. And then we rotate that list so that every Friday they're hearing from a different member of our team. Oh, um, Again, brilliant. just to make sure everybody's, everybody's safe, first and foremost. And secondly, to let them know what we're doing in terms of, hey, you know, we got to stay ready. Again, be ready to go. when. Uh, Keel Haggerty, who's a, who's a friend and, and somewhat of a mentor, if you will, said, he coined the phrase of, you, you got to be ready when it's time to bounce back. Um, yes. And, and we want to be ready when it's time to bounce back. Yeah, definitely. I think we'll see a compression as well because you see many car shows like this time of year. I was supposed to be getting ready to go to the La Jolla Concours, which I attend every year. And there's multiple other concours that have invited me to come and be a part and help them. I help promote many Concours events and, of course, I've had to cancel those. And they've all postponed. And you combine that with the fall shows already when this breaks 
talk about bouncing back. I think it's going to be a massive compression of all this stuff happening in, in one giant boat, uh, which will add other challenges to your your bonnet, if you or your basket, if you will. But uh, those will be welcome uh, because at least you're doing something. Well, no, you know, I, I joke with my wife uh, that I've been home for 24 days now, which is the longest I've been home in 11 years. Um, <laughs> is she she still letting you stay in the house, or is she kicking you out to well, the garage? Well, uh, yeah. Well, I have an office. <laughs> my office is in, is downstairs, and she stays upstairs. We meet for lunch and dinner, so we've been able to hang in there. Uh, so, although I have asked her a few times what the what the doll was. That on the table that had pins in it. I didn't quite understand. Um, <laughs> my but, wife uh, has one of those but, too. What are those for? <laughs> By the way, my necks kind of bother me, Bob. I don't know what the back I'm of my neck. I was going to say every now and then, if you feel a little twinge, you might know what that's all yeah, about. But yeah. I, I agree with you, by the way. I think that, that for, I, so I jokingly was telling her that for as much as I've been home now, I probably won't be in the fourth quarter because uh, based on schedules being pushed the way that I see them now, I mean, I see weekends for us when we have five and six events going on simultaneously with regard to an auto show, a concourse, an auction, whatever. And so our team's going to be uh, stretched. Uh, but I, I welcome that. I truly do. I, I welcome that kind of activity again. Yeah, we all welcome that challenge when it comes, and I believe it will come. We'll all bounce out of this in some way or another, but it will be different. Let me ask you this, because I, I was thinking of it this morning with my guest coming up here that typically I don't talk about, you know, negative things. We're all about inspiring automotive enthusiasts here, but this is definitely a challenge that others are learning from our experiences. Do you foresee some things that you and your company will take out of this pandemic that you'll incorporate in the future should something like this happen again? One thing is in terms of how we take care of the vehicles. We already put seat covers and floor mats and things like that in the cars. Um, but I would see us uh, being much more diligent now about, you know, wiping things down. And we've, we've now gone to, to uh, steering wheel covers. We came up with covers for, st- for shifter knobs and things like that. So that I, I see us being a little bit more diligent when it comes to that. And so, you know, that's the number one thing that I can think of that we're probably going to start doing a little bit differently. And I don't see any reason to change that uh, because, frankly, and I hope I'm wrong, this challenge for us is COVID-19. Unfortunately, there's probably another one coming out there. We just don't want to know what it is yet. So why not err on the side of caution? Sure. And when I think about automobiles, too, with your drivers and so forth, definitely would be easy to maybe get some grease or dirt on your hands or fingers. And and if you're touching a steering wheel, a shift knob, whatever it might be, a handbrake to have those protected, whether it's a virus or it's a little grease or dirt, uh, especially on a high-end collector car for a Concorde event, that's a good thing as as well. So uh, definitely some positives come out of all this. We're going to take a short break, thank our sponsors, and we'll be right back to talk more about your personal history and passion for cars. So sit tight. If you're listening to Cars Yeah, you've probably spent some time working on your favorite ride. But how confident are you working on your finances? You may be able to rebuild a fuel injection system, but can you decipher the details of a mutual fund? If you're like me, investments, insurance, annuities, budgeting, and other financial concepts may seem a bit daunting. But what if I told you there's a book that describes these subjects and more in an easy-to-read and a very humorous way? My friend Chris Kimball, CFP, a longtime sponsor and past guest here on Cars Yeah, has written that book, and it's titled The Saga of Ike and Penny, a couple's humorous journey through the confusing world of finance. It's a fun look at things you need to know, everything from investing to effective ways to get rid of credit card debt, and it's probably the only book on finance with a VMAX on the front cover 
and a classic Mini Cooper on the back. The book's available at Amazon for just $10, and this book will dramatically improve the direction of your financial future. I gave copies to each of my children. All securities are through Money Concepts Capital Corp. Christopher Kimball Financial Services is not affiliated with Money Concepts Capital Corp. Get your copy, The Saga of Ike and Penny, today. Are you looking for a way to get your products or services into the ears of thousands of automotive enthusiasts around the globe? I can help. This is Mark Green here at Cars Yeah, and I'd be honored to be an influencer and ambassador for your brand in a unique and personal way. Five days a week, thousands of subscribers and listeners enjoy the Cars Yeah podcast and website. Contact me today and I'll show you how at mark at com or connect with me through the Cars Yeah website at carsyeah.com. All right, Bob, we're back, and I would love for you to share a story that instigated your personal passion for cars. You've worked in the automotive transport industry forever. I kind of think you're a car guy as well. At least the folks that have recommended you to me believe that. So tell us about a pivotal moment in your life when you knew that you were indeed going to be a car guy. Well, I think I'm I'm a product of the 70s, so I'm probably uh, dating myself here a little bit. You know, I, I grew up with in muscle car mania. I love the scat pack stuff. I thought that was really cool, even though, frankly, I, I'm, I'm a foreign manufacturer kind of between I love Ford domestically and I'm a Porsche guy otherwise. You know, so, I mean, I just I, I love fast cars. I, I thought that was exciting and whatever. And so, you know, I love the noise. I love that kind of, you know. And and so I think that's it. I think I just evolved into it. That uh, and then who would know that you know as life would take me on my journey that I'd end up working in a business where. And, and the other thing I loved in, in, when I was a kid growing up was trucks. I loved trucks. I loved the big fancy trucks and whatever. Um, and so I spent the first twenty years of my career working for Rider Systems, which is a Rider truck. And everybody knows the yellow trucks. And uh, so I got the truck part out of the way, and then evolved into the auto transport business, which sort of satisfied my, uh, I get to see some of the world's most magnificent cars all the time. So, you know, for me, it's been a pretty exciting journey. Uh, the muscle car thing is it drugged me right along with it. <laughs> I understand. You and I are about the same age. So uh, same era for me growing up in the 70s, being around uh, cool cars. And, and I lived in Southern California where there were so many. I agree wholeheartedly. How about first special car for you? What was that vehicle? My first special car was my first car. I'm, I'm sure some other people may have responded similarly, but you know that my first car was the 68 Mercury Cougar. And if you remember those cars of that day, mine was that pukey green color that they had. I just, I'm sure there's an official name for it, but that's what my buddies called it anyway. <laughs> and and I mean, I, I just love that car. Just, you know, cruising around and, and, you know, and I was a pretty big deal on campus with that car. I got that car when I was a sophomore. Uh, mainly because my father said he'd had enough of driving me back and forth to school. So he, he financed me getting my first car, but I paid him back and that was, it was my car. So I think that's probably the most, uh, you know, I, I can remember washing that thing and waxing it practically every day. I'm surprised that the paint even stayed on it, but um, <laughs> it was pretty, pretty exciting for me. I, to this day, as I've collected cars over the, over the years, and I don't have that many, by the way, I don't want to give that impression, but my next thing that I'm going to look for is I'm going to look for that car. Now, now I don't know that specific car because I don't have anything that gave me the VIN, uh, but I certainly know what it looks like. And I'm, yeah. I'm thinking of going and getting it and parking that in my garage too, to remind me of how I got started in all this. Was that green? I think they, was that the light green that I think they called it seafoam green? 
Yeah, you think you're right, seafoam green. I think you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah that was, was a very yeah. famous word. Uh, that use of that term, seafoam green, for that era. Now that color, you know, I can see well, maybe back then it wasn't jazzy enough, but now that's one of those colors that probably is a bit sought after. I would think. Well, like I said, it was uh, you know I was blessed just to have a car at that time, going <laughs> through too. school and everything. So, so I, I could care less what color it was, and, and you know, but. And, uh, and and nobody complained when we were on our way to a concert or a party or whatever in it. So I, I think everybody got over it real quick. Yeah, no <laughs> kidding. Yeah. As long as Bob brought the seafoam, seafoam green Mercury Cougar, we were all happy to get to the party. Yeah, we were all good. Yeah, exactly. absolutely. Yeah. Well, here's a bit of an introspective question, Bob. If you woke up tomorrow and you were a car being transported on one of your big orange trucks, what would Bob be and why? Well, you know, after spending uh, after spending a few minutes talking about a seafoam green cougar, then my answer is probably going to surprise you. But okay. um, I, I would like to be a Porsche 917. Oh, pretty neat car for anybody who knows those type of cars. But, uh, you know, I think some of the reason it's a long term. It was built for long term consistency. That car raced for years yeah. and it, it could be a potential winner today. So I think it was, uh, you know, was made for the long haul was a tremendously successful car raced by some of the most famous names you can think of in the business. Um, and I would like to think like me, it's aged gracefully. So, uh, you know, that's sort of the reason that I picked that car, the lineage of that car. It's just, to me, it's one of the coolest cars I've ever seen in my life. Had a great opportunity to transport many of them. Porsche Cars North America and Porsche AG in Germany are some of our biggest customers. And nice. so I've been blessed to be around that car a lot. And it's just, to me, it's, I would love to, I have never had the chance, but I would love to get out on the track in that car and just take a few laps. That'd be the pinnacle for me. Oh, yes. Wouldn't that be nice? Oh my gosh. Yeah. Iconic, legendary Porsche 917. Nice choice, my friend. All right. We are entering what I call the last lap. I'm going to fire off a series of questions and ask for you to give us some quick blips of that Porsche 917 throttle. It sounds oh so nice. So here we go. Would you share one of your personal habits you believe has contributed to your successes over the years? Um, I think that I am uh, I, I'm incredibly organized. Some of my compatriots in the office would tell you that I'm anal about that. <laughs> um, but but I believe that's one of the keys to my success, particularly in our business where you have so many things going on simultaneously. You really have to keep track of things. You think about Pebble Beach weekend, for example, with, you know, we, we have so many things going on in such a compressed window of time. And I'm sure it would shock you that some of our customers change their mind from time to time about what they'd like you to do. So I, I think that probably the key to my success has been the fact that I'm 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 incredibly organized. Uh, I jokingly referred to earlier that uh, you know I have I carry five different pads of paper with me all the time. All of them have a different thing on them or a different area that I have to work on, but they're with me all the time. I carry them everywhere. See, that's where that pinnacle playing has come into play. It's it's trained yeah, your brain yeah. to be focusing on lots of different things all at the same time. So there's a benefit of playing a pinnacle. Yeah, I love that. And I've heard that about you, the man with all the pads. So definitely, <laughs> definitely. How about if I could arrange for you to sit down and enjoy a drink or a meal with anyone in the automotive industry, living or deceased, who would it be? Uh, I think for me, I'd love to sit down and have a meal with Lee Iacocca, I, you know, the father of the Mustang. Uh, you know, he, he got, I mean, just a dynamic guy, kind of went against the trend a lot, but uh, always came out on top. And then, and frankly, a, a tremendous, uh, you know, success story and a comeback story. If you think about going to Chrysler 
and then uh, re- literally resurrecting that company from the dead at a time, you know, with X cars and, and the K car and the things like that, that, you know, weren't the greatest looking cars in the world, but it certainly helped Chrysler at a time when they absolutely needed it. So I think that'd be the person I'd like to spend some time with. Definitely. Now, when it comes to automobiles, how about advice? What's the best advice someone else has ever given you when it comes to automobiles? Well, it probably has to do with the business that we're in. And that was uh, early in my career in this business. I was I was explaining, make sure you treat the cars as if they're my own, as if they're your own car. And and certainly, I, I that's something that we preach to our drivers all the time to understand that these cars, in many cases, are in some people's mind, they could be the most important car in the world to them. And so we need to treat them that way. And I'm always trying to be very diligent about being at shows and whatever, uh, making sure we're careful with cars and, and don't take any of that for granted. So I think that, you know, treat the cars as if they were my own. You know, I got that advice from my father when I was very young, about 14, I started a detailing business. And one of the pieces of advice, in fact, he gave me the idea for it because I loved taking care of our family cars. And one of the things he said to me, and I always remember this, he said, remember, Mark, treat every customer's car like it's your own because he knew I was anal retentive nutcase about my my car when I when I had them even even my collectible cars uh being a matchbox and hot wheels uh, believe it or not I even had little covers for some of them uh so that's how crazy I was uh and uh I remember he gave me an idea he said you know anything you find inside of a car uh even if it's a penny belongs to the owner you don't stick it in your pocket and he gave me the idea of putting a little bag, a little brown bag, and I would write on it, I found these items in your car, and put everything in there that you'd find under seats, cracks and crevices, because, you know, stuff falls down. And I found yeah. some really weird stuff in cars, I'll tell you, some very... <laughs> I, I bet. Yeah, very odd things for sure. So I, uh, hope you, I hope you were wearing gloves before it was in vogue. Well, uh, I'll tell you a quick, a quick story that will crack you up, and I don't think I've shared this with my listeners before, but I had one, one customer who I found a pair of women's underwear under the passenger seat and I thought okay this is interesting the guy is married and so I put everything in the bag and I brought his car back he had a beautiful Porsche 911 he let me drive it back and forth to my house uh, remember it was black and I rolled up and he came out and he goes man the car looks so good and he goes what's this bag in the seat and I said well those are things that I found in your car uh, one thing was kind of interesting and he looks inside the bag and his wife was walking out and he oh. quickly closed the back and he just looked at me and put his finger be- up to his lips like, don't say anything. And uh, yeah, that one was, you know, and as a, as a young, you know, I was, I was driving then 16, 17 year old. I just kind of went, whoa, okay, big fella. By the way, his car was also a car because I did it regularly that he left a gun in it, loaded gun in it one time. Wow. That was a little spooky to think about if I'd been pulled over and had a loaded gun in the car. Um, yeah, might have got me in trouble, but I found some very interesting things in cars. Uh, I bet. I bet, yeah. Sounds like you, you received, uh, you got the same wise advice. Good for you. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Now, how about a resource? Is there one out there that you think our listeners would really benefit from? Well, you know, I'm going to be selfish here and tell you that I think that uh, they all ought to make sure they're looking at ReliableCarriers.com. There you go. Uh, so, you know, like that. So. Yeah. 
all kinds of information on there as well. There's pretty neat car stuff on there too. There's a lot of pictures of the stuff we do and, and the trucks and whatever. So it's a lot of fun, I think, to cruise through our website. Well, you have, you know, I was looking at your website this morning before you called in and you have some great pictures of cars you've transported lined up in different places, different uh, events across the country. It's just fun to look at the cars that have been in the back of your trucks. Holy cow incredible it's like going to a little mini car show so uh listeners i'll make sure i put a link to reliable-carriers.com you can go there and uh, look at the gallery there it's really kind of fun to see all the different vehicles and and also the insides of some of your vehicles that your truck drivers basically live in while they're on the road it's pretty interesting as well now um how about a book is there a book that you've read you think our listeners should crack open and read now that we may have a little more time at home yeah, you know, interestingly, I've been going on my shelf and finding some books I haven't read in a long time and rereading them. So, uh, but I would recommend a, a book. Uh, it's called Crash Course. It's by Paul Ingracia. Uh, and it's about the American auto industry, um, and, and it's road to bankruptcy. It's a great book. Uh, it's not a hard read. It's a good airplane book, but, uh, you would be amazed, uh, the American automobile industry and the things that, uh, that they uh, got themselves into all the way up until the point of 0809 when literally they were they were bankrupt and I think you know think about us as a company if you would have told us that I mean, our three biggest customers are Ford Chrysler and GM and if you would have told us in in 08 that our two of our three biggest customers are going to go bankrupt we would have laughed you out of the room and in fact that's exactly what happened so uh, so you know but I think it's a great book uh, like I said uh, if you haven't read it read it it's incredibly insightful as to how the auto industry really works. Well, and I think there are going to be some great lessons for a lot of companies come out, coming out of this current situation, as happened in 08, 09 with uh, the recession that we had. Uh, and that one of them is to watch your debt load and have cash reserves for those rain, proverbial rainy days. And this is more like a flood that we're dealing with right now than <laughs> yeah. a rainy day. So uh, definitely. Uh, that book's been recommended before. I've got that book. It is a great book. And I'll remind our listeners, I will put a link to that book on the Cars yeah website. Just go to carsyeah.com. Type in Bob Sellers and that page will pop right up. In fact, there's a place on the website called Guest Recommended Books where there's over 1,600 books uh, recommended by my inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Uh, You could go there and I've made it really easy for you to acquire them. Just click, takes you right to where you can buy them and uh, put them on your shelf. All right, Bob, we're up to what I call the last question and I I call this a bit of a doozy. Today, I'm going to buy you a collector car. I'm going to call this little company I know called Reliable to uh, deliver it to you. Or I might just drive it to your house because you live a long way from me across the country. Might be more fun. (laughs) Uh, But here are the rules of this game. Uh, You can't sell it to buy a bunch of other cars and toys with. I want you to be able to drive it. So it needs to tick a lot of boxes. Not only beautiful, maybe stunning, stylish, uh, uh, drives really fun, but it's something that you would drive. And it's the only collector car that you can park in your garage. That makes it a little bit more of a challenge. So what's it going to be? That is uh, that is a challenge. There's so many great things. Uh, as I said to you earlier, I've been blessed to be around and see uh, some of the most magnificent cars in the world. So uh, that's a tough one. But I tell you what I'm going to go with, which is a Boss 429 Mustang. Oh, um, nice. I think that's the the epitome of uh, of that performance decade, um, and it, you know it's a it's a symbol of when performance was king. Plus, uh, as I alluded to earlier, one of the things that I think turned me on about cars was that they were loud, and that car can be loud. So uh, <laughs> you know it's pretty interesting to have them cram that 429 into that car and make it work. So uh, I'm going to go with a Boss 429 Mustang. So those were what, like 69, 70. 
6970. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Ooh, nice car. Yeah. I think that'd be, that'd be really fun for sure. What would you like yours to be as far as the right color? I want to make sure I deliver the right car to you. Burgundy. Okay. Now that's really interesting because I would not have thought, uh, not that it's a weird color. It's just burgundy is so elegant, if you will, when it comes to a car like that. Why, what is, you know, most people say red or yellow or. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and most people think I would say orange, but uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. which, 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 by the way, is my favorite color. No, because I think you just hit on it. You know, when it's sitting there, it looks so cool and and, and elegant, and you just want. But when you fire it up, yeah. And I don't know if you know all those cars did not have a lot of badging on them. All they had at the bottom of the on the rocker panel was Boss Four Twenty Nine. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And and boy, when you when you fire it up, and and uh, it's something else. And it and and you talk about quick. You know, again, Porsches are quick. That car was quick as well. And you think about the time frame that it was built in, quite a performance car. And like yeah. I said, just just a lot of fun, tremendous amount of fun. And I'm a big believer, by the way, you mentioned I have to drive it. Yep. Well, you know, I, I, I like driving cars. I mean, I think that's what I, I understand the collector cars. And, and gosh knows those people are a lot of our, our most favorite customers. Uh, I like looking at them, too. But I want a car that I can go drive and have some fun with. I think cars, you know, as, Amer- as we as Americans. You know, we, we want to have fun with our cars, I believe. That's what makes us different than everybody else. Absolutely. Very nice. Well, I would love to park one of those in your garage in Burgundy, of course. I'm not sure I've ever seen one in Burgundy, so I'm going to have to look a little deeper and harder. I have a friend that has one that has it that color, and it's beautiful. Just beautiful. Was so. that a standard color for those vehicles? You know, I, I, I should know the answer to that, and I don't. I don't think it was, but uh, it, it's a deep burgundy color that's so okay. It's it's beautiful though, and I've seen more than one, so I, I suspect that perhaps it was. It might have been a special order paint, perhaps. Yeah. But I've seen I've seen more than one, and to me, that's that's the my favorite color of that car. There you go. All right. Well, listen, Bob, you've taken me on a great and very safe ride. I knew you would of being with a reliable. This would be an enjoyable ride. We'd get to our destination safe and sound. I'd love for you to share one little parting piece of wisdom or guidance before uh, you rip off into the sunset in that insane Burgundy 429 Boss Mustang. <laughs> well, you know, I think, Mark, that uh, I... I a lot of people this that I've been very blessed in my life that I, I you know, first of all I've only had a couple jobs so unusual in today's environment but I think you need to find something that you're passionate about and that you absolutely love to do yep. uh, and then in my mind you'll be able to say what I have which is I've never really worked a day in my life I've just been enjoying immensely what it is I get to do every day and that's why I keep doing it so I, I love what I do I love the people I work with and therefore I think if you find something that you're passionate about and, and love to do and go do it Absolutely. That's what Cars Yeah is all about. Inspiring automotive enthusiasts, people who've wrapped their passion for cars, trucks, and motorcycles into their careers and lives. Bob is one of those people. I'm one of those people. And you know what? You can be one of those people too. So take that advice. Get out there and do something you love. Life is short. You need to be enjoying every single day. What's the best way for our listeners to learn more about your company? Uh, well, our website, uh, reliablecarriers.com. Uh, you can do just about everything there. I mentioned earlier, there's a lot of cool pictures there, but it also tells you everything you'd need to know about our company. And you can also uh, get a quote there if you need to move a car. It all, all can be done online. And we support 70-some events annually around the country. So, you know, come by and see us. 
Absolutely. Well, as soon as we're all out of this, and hopefully it's sooner than later, we'll all be back to normal. We'll all be enjoying car shows, going to cars and coffees, going to Concours events, auctions, all the stuff that we love to do. And I guarantee you, listeners, you're going to see some bright orange, reliable trucks wherever you go. <laughs> uh, awesome. Well, again, find everything that Bob has shared with us today on his Cars Yeah show notes page. Just go to CarsYeah.com, type in Bob Sellers. Everything will be there. And I want to do a shout out to Darren Frank with Sports Car Market Magazine. He referred Bob to Cars Yeah. I do a wonderful once a week podcast with Keith Martin, the publisher of, of Sports Car Market. It's called Buy, Sell, Hold, where we talk to people in the collector car industry. So check it out every Tuesday. You can find it here on Cars Yeah, or you can find it on the Sports Car Market website or any mobile podcast app. Bob, thanks for being so generous today with your time and expertise. I wish you and your family good health and wellness. All you listeners out there, we're going to get through this together. Times will improve. I promise you that. Keep the faith. Stay healthy. Until you and I talk again, Bob, I'll see you down the road. Thank you, Mark. You have a great day as well, and thank you for having me. Absolutely. It's been my pleasure. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah! Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah!